<clears throat> Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayetze. Parshas Vayetze finds us with Yaakov leaving home, and as he was told by his parents, to go and find a wife from his uncle, Lavan's two daughters. And what do we have? First of all, something very fascinating. There are 148 psukim in this week's parsha of Ayetze, and yet there is not a single break in the text. What does that mean? We know that in the Torah you have what we would call paragraphs, either psucha or stuma. Psucha means that the end of the line is open. Stuma means that there's a break within the line. But when there is a new idea, there is a new paragraph. It's one of those we had at first. However, even though in Parshas Vayetze, where Yaakov has his majestic dream of the ladder going up to the heaven and the angels going up and down, and he comes to Choron, and he says to the workers, my brothers, come on, you're not working, etc. And we find that he marries first Leah, and then Rachel, and he has 11 sons and one daughter. Incredible, and all the challenges and difficulties with love, and still not a single break in the, quote, action, even though there are so many different ideas. And the Sfasemis suggests very sharply what's happening in this parsha. At this point, how many Jews are there in the world? And the answer is three. Yitzchak, Rivka, and Yaakov. Three Jews in the entire world. If one Jew has to leave Israel, in this case here, it's Yaakov who has to, quote, run for his life because Yitzchak wants to kill him when a Jew has to leave Israel, the Torah itself reflects sadness, and therefore the parsha itself is stuma, closed, tight, because the Torah is not just our book of laws, our book of morals, but literally it reflects itself that which is taking place within the Torah. So when you have Shiraz Hayom, Oz Yoshir Moshe, it's not written as prose, it's written as poetry, because the Torah itself, the text itself, the parchment itself is singing. And here, the parchment itself, the Torah itself, is tight, sad, that a Jew has to leave Israel. Okay, I'd like to share with you what I consider a very exciting idea coming from the beginning of the parsha, and then move on to the middle. And that is as follows. Right after Yaakov's dream of the ladder down here on earth, going up to heaven, 
and Hashem gives him the greatest traveler's insurance policy ever, where he tells him, Ushmar Ticha, Bechol Hashem Teleya, I will protect you, I will watch over you, wherever you go, and Vashivo Sicha El Ho Hazos, I will bring you back to this land. Kilo Ezovcha, I will not forsake you. Until I fulfill that which I've told you. So the Torah tells us, where was this dream? Oh, so in chapter 28, Pesach 19, the Torah says, Yaakov called the place where he had the dream, base ale, literally the house of God. And the Torah goes on to tell you, the Ulam, however, you should know that what was the name of the city originally? The name of the city was Luz. Now, at first glance, and even at second glance, what's the Torah telling us? Those people who are really interested in history, okay, you'll go to the library and find out what's going on here that the Torah has to tell us, whoa, Yaakov calls it Basil, but don't forget, the name of the city was originally Luz. So, I heard a very interesting interpretation based on the Gemara in Sota, Mem Vav Amadez, 46b. In the middle of the daf on Mem Vav Amadez, the Gemara tells us about the city of Luz. And there are several fascinating factors about it. I'm just going to address one. However, just to tell you uh, what was going on in Luz, all right? He Luz says the Gemara should What was their uh, vocation going on in Luz? How did they earn their parnasa? They made tcheles, uh, the blue for the tzitzis, the blue die for the big day Kohanim and so for one thing they were prosperous. Hulus Shabu Sanchirev Bilbala. Sanchirev when he came and he uh, unfortunately exiled the ten tribes and he moved people around from one place to another. He didn't touch the city of Luz. Nebuchadnezzar, when he came to destroy the first base on Migdash, did not destroy the city of Luz. But here's the point that I'd like to share with you. Bi'af, Malach HaMavas, the angel of death, Engel Rashus Lavroba, didn't have the opportunity or the permission to go and take people to kill them to cause them to die in the city of Luz. So what happened? Zekenim Sheba, the elders, Bizman Shedaiton, Kotza Alehem, at a time when their minds became weary of life, nothing more to live for, and they wished to die. Yotzin, they would go out of the city, Chutz Lechoma, Vehemesim. Exceedingly fascinating. What's going on here? 
Man was created initially by God to live forever. Unfortunately, he makes a big mistake, eats from the forbidden fruit, and unfortunately, we know the rest, man was destined to die. For Atta, you come from the dust, you come from the earth, build of and to the earth you shall return. However, man who has this desire as it was initially created to live forever, Hashem, in His wisdom, allowed man to experience immortality, not himself, but rather through his children. We live on through our children. Now watch. The point being that in this city of Luz, man was to actually have that initial point of man being immortal. However, we see that after a while, even man says, there's no more purpose for me to live, would step out of this city and die. Yaakov now comes and says, the name of the place is called Base Ale. This is replacing Luz. Man who has that strong desire for immortality, you're going to get it. How are you going to get it? By calling the place Base Ale, a house of God, by living a life of following Torah, mitzvot, the ways of God. This is what you are going to perpetuate to your children, to your grandchildren, to your family. Oh, this is how you will have your immortality. Man will live in perpetuity. Man will live forever. How does he live forever? Through his good deeds and through his Torah and Maisen Tovim, which are being, quote-unquote, perpetuated to and through his children. This is the first point I'd like to share with you. Moving on, I'd like to show the following. That how is this to be perpetuated? In Parshas Chayisara, the Torah spends 67 psukim in telling us what to look for in a wife. And in one word, the answer is chesed. In one word, she should be giving as opposed to taking. This is what we learn in Parshas Chayisara. And that's why the Torah devotes no less than 67 psukim for finding a wife for Yitzchak in the person of Rivka. In this week's parsha, I'd like to point out how to maintain that beautiful, harmonious Jewish home. And the answer can be found in parshas, in our parsha, chapter 31, where after Yaakov amasses his wealth, then, as we saw in Parshas Toldos, as soon as the Jew is successful, he is envied by uh, his neighbors, in this case here, Lavan 
and his children are jealous of Yaakov and things are not the same. So we're told in chapter 31, Pasuk 3, Vayomer Hashem el Yaakov, Hashem says to Yaakov, Shuv el Eretz Abosecho ulmoladetecho, go back to the land of your fathers and your native land, and ve'yeimach, I will be with you. Okay, so the next Pasuk, Pasuk Dalid, the Torah tells us Yaakov calls to his wives, Rachel and Leah, to come to the field for a kind of board meeting. And what does he say, starting with Pasuk 5? Instead of saying, Rachel, Leah, listen carefully, Hashem told me last night, cook a home, and what do you think? Should we go home? No. The Torah gives us a long soliloquy of Pasuk 5, Pasuk 6, Pasuk 7, Pasuk 8, Pasuk 9, Pasuk 10. You'll see this yourself, okay? Until he gets to Pasuk 11. Unbelievable. All this describing how challenging and difficult it's been with your father. And now Hashem has told me last night to go back. So therefore, basically, he's looking for their approval. So he doesn't simply say, as you'll see in a moment, Hashem said, go back. What do you say, ladies? No. And they, in turn, starting with his wives, Rachel and Leah, what do they say? In Pasuk Yud Dalid, watch, they too say, wait a minute. Are we really considered like our fathers, daughters? No. He's treating us as if we were strangers, not even like family, etc. And they too go on to say that how, quote, miserable it's been living with their father. And then at the end, at the, only at the end, what do we see? That they say, and now, whatever Hashem has told you to do, do. Come on, Rachel and Leah, get right to the point. Why do you have to agree with Yaakov that living with your father is bad? So we certainly don't mind leaving and listening to Hashem, as if to say we're listening to Hashem as a secondary measure. They should say, come on, Hashem told you to go, we're ready, we're signing on, we're going. Rav Elio Lapian says something beautiful from here. We see from here that a person's attitude towards Torah and Mitzvah shouldn't be, okay, I'm an observant Jew, I'm ready and willing to make all kinds of sacrifices in this world, because I know it's going to be good for me in the quote-unquote world to come. This, he says, is wrong. This, he says, is not the way Jewish life is supposed to be. Ideally, it's supposed to be pleasant and beautiful in this world, not only in the world to come. So this is the first thing that Yaakov and his wives are teaching us. But now, I believe something very important. Rather than Yaakov coming and telling his wives, okay, we're going back to the land of Israel, Hashem has told me to go, Yaakov goes and seeks their advice. 
he shows kavod to his wives, and as a result, when we when we speak about a Jewish home and harmony in the home, it stems as the Gemara teaches in Yevamos Samach Beis Amudeis. The Gemara teaches, "Ohev es ishto kegufo," that one is to love his wife like himself, but his honor and respect for her should be yoser migufo, more than he has for himself. Self-respect is so important. It's the dignity of man. And here the Torah says that your spouse is to come first. Oh, the Torah doesn't only teach you what to look for in parshas chayisara, the Torah teaches you how to maintain that beautiful Jewish marriage by showing even more respect for one's spouse than for oneself. There's so much in this verse that Yikro Yaakov Shima Makom Yaakov said, You want perpetuity, you're gonna have it coming forth from a house of God, from a house that observes Torah mitzvos. And what was the name of the place before? Luz, people looking for immortality. The rabbis teach us, as we'll see in Parshas Vayachi, Yaakov Avinu Lomes. Yaakov didn't die. And Am Yisrael is Chai. Am Yisrael lives on. As we find in that dream, that every time we fall down, we rise up stronger. Olam, immortality, not He's given to us now, not only in the world to come. Shabbat Shalom to all.